Oh man, this conference is about to be fun. Welcome back everybody to the Center of College Football. I am your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, recording as always from the Center of College Football, Lincoln, Nebraska. And today we are here to talk about the SEC, the Southeastern Conference, the greatest conference in America. This team was amazing last year, had both the national champion and the national runner-up, had some of the best teams in the country had another team go to the New Year's Six in Ole Miss. Kentucky had a 10-win season. They had a lot of great teams and a lot of teams that showed great promise for the future. So let's go ahead and jump right in to the SEC West and start with who I think is going to be the bottom feeder in that conference. And I'm going to rock with Auburn. I don't see Auburn being very good next year. They had one of the most impressive drop-offs I've seen in my entire Life started the season out six and two, and not some inflated garbage easy team six and two. They were a good six and two. They had wins over Arkansas on the road by 15. Nobody beat Arkansas by more except the national champion. An 11 point win against Ole Miss. Their only losses came to Georgia and Penn State on the road in Happy Valley. At this point, Penn State, I think, was sitting at five and one. Um, no, I think it was closer to 6-1. and one. I mean, they were good, um, and they kind of just fell apart. Uh, it started with their road visit to College Station, where they got slapped around 20-3 to by Texas A&M, and then they blew a 28-3 to lead against Mississippi State, lost on the road at South Carolina, showed some fight against Alabama, holding them to three points in the first, like, 58 minutes, and then choked that game away pretty dang hard, and lost to Houston. Bo Nix transferred away to Oregon. There seems to be some major locker room problems there, and that is the big thing there. I'm not sure Brian Harson's the answer, and for that reason, I see this team going an astonishingly horrible 2-10. and 10. I don't think they're going to pick up a single win in conference play. I think they beat Mercer and San Jose State to start 2-0, and and then I think they completely collapse. Their non-conference slate includes... Western Kentucky and Penn State, and if you listen to my Big Ten episode, I don't think Penn State's going to be that good, but I think they're going to be good enough to beat Auburn. And Western Kentucky, I see them taking a small step back, but Western Kentucky is a very, very, very good group of five team, and I see them beating down on Auburn probably pretty handedly. They got Missouri from the east as their, I guess, what's the word, rotating opponent? Yeah, that's the phrase, which ain't bad, not going to lie. And that game I went back and forth on, but I think Mizzou's just better. Coming in sixth place is probably a surprise to you guys. I have LSU. I'm not sold on Brian Kelly. I'm just not. I think he's a good coach. I think he was good at Notre Dame, but Notre Dame is not the SEC. It's a different, and it's not even about level of competition, though that is part of it. It's a culture thing, too. The the videos, the, the tweets, everything I've seen from Brian Kelly just seems like it doesn't fit at LSU. Um, Ed Ogeron, as crazy as he may have been, I felt like he fit. And there, there's something about that. Uh, LSU, I, I don't know. It just it doesn't feel right. And they got a pretty difficult schedule. Uh, they got Florida State in the non-conference, who I think is going to be much improved. UAB is a great group of five team. And out of the East, they got to play Tennessee, which is a great great team. I see them going 3-9, and 1-7 and seven in conference play, and their only win coming to the aforementioned Auburn. After these two teams, I think that 
pretty much every team in the West is going to be pretty solid. So coming in fifth place, I have Mississippi State. And just because they're in fifth place, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad. Just not the top team. Um, they have the highest returning production in the SEC at 20th, which is I mean, pretty dang good. 45th in the nation in offense, but their defense returns close to everything. 84%, 8th in the nation. They're going to need that. The thing about Mississippi State, though, is last year and the year before, frankly, they were probably the most inconsistent team in the country. Let's just let's just look at this, okay? Barely beat Louisiana Tech, win by one, okay? Stomp NC State to a pulled, okay? Lose to Memphis. Lose to LSU. Beat Texas A&M the week before they beat Alabama. Then Mississippi State plays Alabama and proceeds to lose by 40. Beats Vanderbilt within an inch of their life. Beats Kentucky pretty handedly. Things are looking up. Lose to Arkansas. Beat Auburn. Lose to Ole Miss, expected. And then their bowl game, lose by 27 to Texas Tech. Texas Tech. And the year before wasn't much different. In 2020, they went on the road, beat the defending national champion, had one of the worst eight-game runs I've seen in my entire life, going 1-7 and seven and barely beating Vanderbilt, then flipping it around, throttling Mizzou, and then beating a ranked Tulsa team. I think this year is pretty similar. I see them going 7-5. and five. I think that they pull off a couple good upsets here. I think they lose some games that they're probably not supposed to lose. They probably have some close games here. I wouldn't be surprised if I, game-by-game-wise, get a good number of games wrong with Mississippi State. But I think when the dust settles, they'll finish about 7-5, and 3-5 and five in the SEC. In fourth place, I got Ole Miss. I don't think Ole Miss is going to completely collapse. They have, I think, the lowest, yeah, the lowest trade production in the SEC, which I think is huge. They're 98. That is pretty bad. That being said, I don't see them completely collapsing. I think Lane Kiffin has started to build a good culture there. They just had their first 10-win regular season in program history. That's huge. Losing Matt Corral is going to be a hit. I'm not going to lie. But I see them going about 8-4, and 4-4 four, four and four in SEC play. They got a, a solid schedule. Um, their non-conference is pretty easy. Troy, Central Arkansas on the road at Georgia Tech. And Tulsa, not bad at all. Pull Kentucky out of the East at home. That, I think, will be a fun game and a toss-up game. I'm leaning Kentucky right now, but I could see that going either way. Got some hard games on the road. Texas A&M will be tough. Arkansas will be tough. But, again, I see them going about 8-4, and 4-4 four, four and four in SEC play. Taking a small step back, but not a complete collapse. Texas A&M. Here's the thing. This prediction I'm about to give you, if you are a fan of one of the other 130 FBS teams, you're going to think I'm overhyping them. If you're a Texas A&M fan, you're going to think I'm underhyping them. And if you're part of the media, you're going to think I'm underhyping them because I don't see Texas A&M being this national contender. I see them going 9-3. and three. That's respectable. 9-3 and three is respectable. But you know how last year... I said that there were just some teams that I wasn't going to believe were going to be good until I saw results on the field. Arizona, Florida State, Kansas, Nebraska. Those were my four last year. Texas A&M has entered that field in a different way. 
I don't care how many recruits they get. They're sitting at eight five stars. I don't care. First of all, I'm just going to say it. I don't think recruiting is as important as everyone makes it out to be. I think it's important, but I don't think it's this end-all, be-all factor, okay? If that were the case, Maryland would be stomping Wisconsin every year. Maryland would be stomping Iowa every year. Nebraska would be killing it in the Big Ten. But they're just not. Missouri has the number 14th recruiting class in the country. Florida has the 17th. Stanford has the 19th. Stanford recruits well every year. But they're bad. I don't think it is as important. I think... I, I, I truly think that you have to build the culture and the recruits at the same time. Sorry if you hear some noises in the background. We may or may not be under tornado warning right now, but eh, duty calls. Got to do this. This is fun. But that's the thing is, you know, people talk about Alabama recruiting great every year, Georgia recruiting great every year, Ohio State recruiting great every year. Okay, yes, but they also have the culture there, a culture of winning national championships and stuff, the culture of winning conference championships. Texas A&M doesn't have that yet. I think they're getting there. I think they could get there. But right now, it's not there. So I see them going 9-3. and three. And you want to see what my losses are? L number one, I see going to Arkansas. I see Arkansas being very good. I'm not going to go super in-depth right now because I will go on a rant. And I want to save that for when I start talking about Arkansas. I think they lose on the road to Alabama. Alabama is going to be filled with vengeance and want to take them down. And I think they get upset for the first time ever by South Carolina. Again, I'll talk about South Carolina more in a second. But... Those are my three losses, but nine and three is so respectable. I think they beat teams like Ole Miss, like Mississippi State on the road. I think they beat Miami. They're going to have some good wins under their belt, but are they going to be a national championship contender? No. Second place in the SEC West, I have Alabama. Yup, I have the Crimson Tide. I know I did this last year, but I'm going to do it again. Why? Because I can. These are way too early predictions, and they're probably going to change. But right now, I have Alabama finishing second in the SEC West. I see them going 11-1. and one. Got a fun schedule ahead of them. I think Utah State is going to be a fun game. I think Texas is going to be a fun game. Tennessee on the road will be great. Who do I have their loss being, you ask very impatiently? I have it being the Arkansas Razorbacks. Why do you ask? Well, for a couple reasons. First of all, everyone wants a shot at the game, okay? Arkansas is going to be very fueled up for that game. Second of all, Arkansas almost beat Bama on the road last year. They got them at home this time. That's important. And third of all, the week after the Crimson Tide play, the Razorbacks, they have nobody else but the Texas A&M Aggies. I think Bama's going to be a little nervous for that game. I think they're going to overlook Arkansas, and I think Arkansas will knock down the Crimson Tide, and Arkansas has a pretty solid schedule in front of them, and I think they end up moving up in the conference. That was a weird worded phrase, but how it is now. And winning the SEC West, so the Arkansas Razorbacks. I have going 10-2, and 7-1 conference play. I think they drop either Cincinnati or BYU. I'm leaning BYU right now because it's on the road. It's a long ways. And BYU 
BYU last year had one of the worst returning productions in the nation and still succeeded. They have one of the best this year. I see them being good. And yes, I do pay a lot of attention to returning production because I think it's important. And I think they lose their other game to Mississippi State. I think, uh, you know, that's on the road. Mississippi State's a fluky team. And it's the week after Alabama. I think they'll be a little cocky. Probably ranked in the top five after beating teams like Cincinnati, South Carolina, Texas A&M, and Alabama. They're going to be a little cocky going into that game. And I think they drop it. But I think that after the Mississippi State loss, after the BYU loss, they go into a bye week and really pull it together, rattle off four more SEC wins, and make it to the SEC championship. And, I mean, their non-conference is hard. Like, I'll give you that. Honestly, a lot of their non-conference games, I could see them losing. But for SEC championship purposes, that doesn't matter. Their Western, or I'm sorry, their Eastern draw is South Carolina, which ain't the best you could ask for, ain't the worst you could ask for. South Carolina is going to be solid, but, you know, could get Georgia. Um, and, you know, a lot of their hard games are at home. Alabama's at home. Ole Miss is at home. Mississippi State's probably their hardest road game, as I kind of talked about. But I think Arkansas wins the SEC West. So, moving over to the eastern side of things. In last place, I have the Vanderbilt Commodores. I think Clark Lee is a good coach. I think he could be a solid coach in the future. But, man, it's hard to win at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt went 2-10 last year. Didn't win a single conference game. Upset Colorado State because I'm pretty sure they were underdogs, and they barely beat UConn. They got blown out by Eastern Tennessee State University, lost to a three and nine Stanford team, lost 42 to nothing on the road against a six and seven Florida team. They was not good uh, it, by any means. They were pretty dead in the water, and I see that being about the same this year. Non-conference game is actually pretty bad on the road at Hawaii, which, geez, going from Nashville to Honolulu—that's a bit of a plane. Um, Wake Forest, the defending ACC Atlantic champion, and on the road at NIU. They got Elon. That's probably going to be their only win. And their uh, Western draw is um, Alabama on the road. That's kind of brutal. And to make the schedule worse, they don't have a layup win against Vanderbilt because they are Vanderbilt. I see them going 1-11. I see them beating Elon. That's about it. So, yeah, no conference wins. Sixth place, I have Florida. Um, I don't see them being very good. I don't see them being Billy Napier's fault, though. I think Napier could be a good coach. I think will be a good coach, but I think there's some culture problems right now at Florida. I think that needs to get fixed, and I think that it's not going to happen overnight. And it's going to take a little bit to get there. I see them going 4-8, and 2-6 and six in conference play. I see them beating non-conference South Florida Eastern Washington Conference, LSU, and Vanderbilt. LSU, I think, culturally will be a big win for them. Actually mattering, not really. Um, but they got they got some tough games. Utah is going to be a very hard game. On the road at Tennessee. Still got to play Georgia. They got to play Texas A&M this year on the road. That'll be tough. Florida State on the road. I think Florida State finally takes that streak back. And, yeah, I don't see Florida being great. So moving kind of same deal as the SEC West. These top five, I think, are all pretty close. Outside of, I think, the number one dog is obvious. But spots two through five are pretty close. So coming in fifth place, I have Missouri. Missouri's a pretty unassuming team. Um, 
I mean, I think as someone who's going to University of Missouri next year, they're kind of the epitome of mediocrity. I mean, they have won. They've gone exactly 17 and 17 their last three regular seasons. They're right in the middle of the pack. You, losing Connor Bazelak, I think, is going to be a small hit. But I think they string together enough wins to go 7-5, and 4-4 four and four conference play. I think they pull off an upset, probably against Kentucky. Um, it's at home. Schedule lines up. I think it could be good. Um, tough thing is, you know, that middle of the pack for the SEC East, I think, you know, two of those three tough teams are on the road. South Carolina, Tennessee, both on the road. Those could be very tough. And I think those are both L's at the moment. But I think they start to build a little bit of momentum under Eli Drinkwitz, go 7-5, and 4-4, four and four, get some power into going to the next year. Right above them, I have Tennessee finishing in fourth place. Tennessee was a surprise last year. Um, I was not very hyped up on Josh Heupel. I was not impressed at what he did at UCF. I'm not going to lie. But they did pretty good for themselves in that first year. Seven and six, uh, had a couple good wins. They, I mean, throttled Missouri and South Carolina, played Ole Miss close despite that whole thing. I don't want to get into that. Beat Kentucky, which was huge. Um, and some could say that Purdue robbed them. Um, I wouldn't be some of those people, but that's a different rant. And I think they take a small step forward. I think they go eight and four, four and four in conference play this year. They have, um, they, they have some momentum. Um, I think Harson's a good coach not Harson. Harson is Auburn's coach that we went on that rant already. Heupel is a good coach. They have some tough games on the road at Pitt will be difficult. I mean, they pull LSU from the West. They got a bite before they play them though, but I think they beat them in death Valley which will be a huge culture win for them, especially being early in the season. First, I'm sorry, yeah, first conference road game. Uh, four losses, I see Bama, Kentucky, just pure revenge, Georgia, and South Carolina, because the Tennessee-South Carolina game, though, that, that's one of those games where really I'm going to give it to the home team because they're so close, and South Carolina just happens to be the home team. So, yeah, at the moment... I got Tennessee going eight and four, four and four in conference play. Just above them in third place, I have South Carolina. South Carolina was one of the biggest surprises for me this year. I did not expect Shane Beamer to be this good this quick. I expected him to do well eventually, but not even being so much as a coordinator, my my expectations were low. Very low. I expected them to be the punching bag. I think I even said they lose to Vanderbilt. While they almost did. Outside of that, they <laughs> did a lot of damage um, in the conference. And it was really that Vanderbilt struggle that I think energized them. Um, actually, it was the bye week after the Texas A&M game. Those, that last four-game stretch was... Five-game stretch was impressive. Um, despite the loss to Mizzou, they beat Florida badly. They beat Auburn, which was a huge win. And they beat rival North Carolina in a bowl game. Getting to a bowl game in your first year as a head coach is impressive. Winning that game, too, and having your team be above 500 is crazy. With all the confusion at quarterback, Shane Beamer, I think, adapted better than any coach I've seen in a while. And I see him carrying that on into this next season. Looking at their schedule, um, I have them going about 8-4, and 
five and three in conference play. I had them losing the Clemson, but uh, after watching Clemson spring game, I'm not so sure. Three conference losses: Kentucky on the road, probably Arkansas and Georgia. Uh, those are some tough games. You know, Arkansas is a tough team to play out of the West, and Kentucky on the road. But they're definitely going to be better and could be a top 25 team for a good bit this season. Second place, I have Kentucky. Kentucky is always good, but I think their record is always better than they really are. And I see that being about the same this year. I see them going 10-2, and two, just easy schedule, I think. Um, Miami of Ohio, Youngstown State, NIU, which could be an interesting game, and Louisville in the non-conference. All home games. Uh, they pull Ole Miss out of the West. Medium draw. Um, I think the one game they lose is on the road at Mizzou. I think it's more of just, I don't know, a feeling. Maybe I want my school to pull off a huge upset against an 8-0 no team. Maybe, I don't know, probably bias. That Tennessee game I thought about, I think Kentucky's going to want some vengeance there. Um, Tennessee's kind of owned the series with them, especially when Kentucky's been good. You know, two of the last three years, Kentucky has been, beaten or I'm sorry two of the last three years Kentucky has been a 10-win team and two of the last three years Tennessee has beaten Kentucky and those were the same years and I think that Kentucky wants to try to get both of those things done in the same year get 10 wins beat Tennessee same year and I think they put the clamps down so I think they lose Mizzou I think they lose Georgia and I think they could make it to a New Year's Six Bowl but the top dog of all of this is the Georgia Bulldogs Georgia has finally gotten over both the Bama hump and the national championship hump in one foul swoop. And I think they continue that. They lose some key pieces. They lose defensive coordinator to Oregon. They lose some running backs. James Cook's going to be a huge loss, but the schedule lines up nice. Um, their Western draw is Mississippi State. Could be a fun game. That's actually what I'm very excited to see, especially because, like, it, it's a weird game that I feel like you don't, like, realize that they're, like, in the same conference. Maybe it's just me. Like, they don't feel like they're in the same conference. I don't know how to describe it. But, like, it's, it's a cool matchup because you only get to see it, like, once every six years. And it's at Mississippi State, which I think will even the playing field more. That could be an upsetty game, especially the week before Kentucky, which will probably be the de facto SEC East Championship game. Oregon's going to be fun, but the nice thing is they don't have to play Georgia because they are Georgia. Again, yes, lose some key pieces, but I think they keep this momentum going a little bit. I think skill-wise, they take a small step back. I don't think they win the national championship. I actually haven't selected my national champion yet, but we'll see how that goes. But the SEC championship is set, Georgia versus Arkansas. The last few times Georgia has played Arkansas, it has not gone well. I was actually at that game. Ton of fun. Georgia won 37 to nothing. That was crazy. I think Georgia kind of continues the trend, and I think they blow out Arkansas pretty handedly in the SEC championship. So we got two conference champions so far. Georgia winning the SEC over Arkansas. Ohio State winning the Big Ten over Purdue. We'll see which conference I do next. Will it be the ACC? Will it be the Pac-12? I don't know because I don't know who has all dropped their schedule. I probably should know that by now. But hey, there's a lot of chaos right now because conference realignment is insane. I'm rambling a lot, so I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. With that, I'm your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, recording, as always, from the Center of College Football, signing out.